All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Business of Fitness podcast. I'm here with Mr. MDV, and we are going to dive into a very personal subject for me, something I'm very passionate about. And it's really, I would say, the the driving force behind the format of these podcasts. And, you know, if you've noticed, some people put out podcasts that are 60 minutes, 90 minutes, two hours, etc. And that, there's nothing wrong with that. But these particular podcasts have been, you know, 20-minute AMRAPs, 25-minute AMRAPs, really focused, impactful information. The reason why I think we started doing that was that I would say to MDV, hey, man, let's make sure that whatever content we're putting out is powerful. Let's not just talk to talk. Let's make sure we're consolidating set for those people who are busy having other priorities in their life. They get the most bang for their buck out of this, out of this podcast. So what I want to talk about today is the AMRAP mentality. And the AMRAP mentality we're going to get into is a really powerful mindset that we think you can incorporate in all different things that you're doing, from work to family life to especially in the gym. Most people know it as, as a type of workout, but we want to turn it into a more of a mindset, and I think it's going to really be impactful for owners and coaches. So MDV, you think 20 minutes is good? Yeah, I think 20-minute AMRAP on the AMRAP mentality sounds nice. Okay, so guys, here it goes. 20-minute AMRAP on the AMRAP mentality. I'm very excited to dive into this, and uh, let's get to it. In three, two, one, and let's go. So MDV, three years ago or so, um, well, years and years ago, I started thinking about this AMRAP mentality in my head and how to balance the different priorities I had in my life from trying to win the CrossFit Games to building a business to having a family. And so I started writing a book about it. Then my daughter got sick and it totally shifted the, the priority of my focus. And, you know, in the last year or so, got back into it and started writing again. And you've kind of dove into that with me and really been instrumental in helping to sculpt some of that. So I think you have a very uh, knowledgeable um, focus on this AMRAP mentality. But I guess what I would say to you is, what what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think about this AMRAP mentality? Um, what kind of sticks out to you about some of the things that can help the coaches when they're thinking about it? Yeah, yeah, so to be honest, the very first thing that comes to mind when I think of AMRAP mentality, I, I think of you. <laughs> because, uh, you know, I've known you for a number of years. Um, and even before we started, you know, really refocusing back on the, the AMRAP mentality book, you know, this is how you live your life. This is how you are professionally. This is how you are personally. It's not a gimmick. It's what you wake up and do every single day. It's how you coach other people about you know, when they need to prioritize and focus, how do they start to wrap their mind around what they need to get done? Um, and, and for me, the AMRAP mentality was, it's, it's a really easy way to take all the things that we know and we love about AMRAP style training and apply it more directly to your life. And like, if you think about just a, a simple 20 minute AMRAP, right? Whatever the movements are there, you go into that workout and then you're thinking about how, how much can I get done within that time frame without being reckless, without being unsafe, knowing my own limits, all that kind of stuff. And that all directly transfers over to how you start to think about your life and how you think about the different quote unquote AMRAPs that you can put together to get things done day to day. That's yeah. And it, well, I appreciate you saying that it's no gimmick. Uh, but, you know, for me, uh, I remember this is years ago, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like, how am I going to compete the games and do this and do this? And then I thought to myself, man, when I'm in the middle of an AMRAP, and I'm sure all of you guys listening here who've, who've done an AMRAP, meaning as many rounds or as many reps as possible for those who aren't in the specific CrossFit space or fitness space, 
it's it's something where you're literally prioritizing, focusing, and getting no distractions. You're not answering the phone. You're not doing anything else. You're because you have a task priority, like you're trying to, or a time priority, I should say, to complete the most amount of work possible. Mm. And if you segment from that 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 time priority, if you segment from that task at hand, you're not going to get the most work done. And an easy way for you guys at home to think about this is that if I were to ask you to do as many push-ups as you can in a minute, you're not going to stop and take breaks. You're going to be super focused and diligent to get it complete. Mm -hmm. And so I started thinking to myself, man, how can I take that that focus and bring it in other things? That and, um, and, and I think it's been extremely successful for me in my life to try and segment my life. And so I think what's cool is we should talk about a few of the parts of the AMRAP mentality, right? I mean... Mm-hmm. Step number one is knowing your why, right? Why are you going to do something? And you and I have talked about this a lot. Yeah, I, uh, that's extremely important for um, for for anybody to, to deeply understand what their purpose is. And, and you can think about this in you know a very high level way, or you can think about it in in a more kind of narrow way. Whether this is the greater purpose behind your life, or it's the greater purpose behind small tasks to get to an end goal. But having a really well-defined why will will focus you and, and put you into the to the right AMRAPs, right? You're going to start to do the right things. And then from there, you really have to nail down, all right, am I focusing during those AMRAPs on things that I can control? Um, do I work as hard as I can during those AMRAPs? And, and all the other steps that we'll talk about. Yeah, and I think I think knowing your why is super important. And we've talked about this before, but just like actually we brought it up in another one of the podcasts, if you're going to start a gym, right, you got to know why you want to do it. And mm-hmm. it can't be for necessarily just about the money. And it can't, you know, especially if you're trying to be at the CrossFit Games, it surely can't be for the money and for the fame because it doesn't come quick and it doesn't come easy. And so you got to have a deeper why of why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And that goes for everything we do, right? I mean, and, and I think when you talk about focus and understanding what's in your control and out of your control, I like to think about the AMRAP mentality like a bicycle. And when you think about a bicycle, if you're not focused, you're going to tip over. I used to race BMX bikes. And I remember one time I was sitting on the gate and it's like this starting block essentially. And I don't know what happened, but I was in clip, clip in pedals, you know, and I just, I don't know. It was like 30 seconds for the race start. I lost focus and I just tipped just over. over. <laughs> and you know, what's funny about that is it knocks over everybody else, right? Cause they're all on the starting gate. And it's like, dude. And I would see it before, but, you know, uh, speaking from experience, right, I lost my, I lost my train of thought. I lost my focus. Who knows what was going on? And it caused a negative effect. And so I think one of the things that you and I were talking about is when you're riding a bike, you have to be present and focused. But as you mentioned, focus on things that are in your control. Yeah. And I think that's something really important. I know we've touched base on it in the past, but it's, you know, when I met with a sports psychologist, one of the biggest things he helped me do is understand what was in my control and out of my control. And and I use that for sport at CrossFit. I would what I would do is I would take a circle that's in my control, write everything that's in there, take a circle that's out of my control, put the things in there, and I would choose to focus on things that were in my control. But if only I had realized earlier on in my life that I was doing this for sport, but it actually was playing such an impact outside of sport, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times have you walked into a business situation or even a relationship situation and you're focusing on things that are outside your control and it's just causing a lot of anxiety that you don't really need? Yeah. That, I- that's an awesome exercise to, to, to do if you have never done that is to look at a situation or look at an issue and, and draw the two circles and write down the things that are out of your control and write down the things that are in your control. And, 
you know, we, we used to do this uh, drill back when, you know, I was never a high level competitor, but I competed a little bit and we would do that, you know, in thinking about workouts or going into a competition. The, the important thing there with, with those two circles is there is so much stuff that you can't control. There's so much stuff that you can't control and it can be really distracting. It can be a little heavy too, because you look at that list and you're like, Oh man, like that, that's a lot of stuff I can't control. But then you look over at the things you can control and the list is usually smaller, right? but super, super powerful. Like the stuff that's on that list is so powerful. And if you're thinking about like competing or working out, right, your mindset, you can control your nutrition, you can control your preparation, you can control, you know, but you can't control the events. You can't control your competitors. Competitors, You can't control your judge. You can't control whether or not the stopwatch starts on, on time. And all those things are the distractions that a lot of times will pull people off, off target. Yeah. And I mean, I think if you're an owner, you're a manager, you're a coach, and you're sitting there and you're listening to this, I think it's really important that when you get ready for a class, you prepare yourself, right? You're prepared, you're executing. Now there's certain things that are outside your control. Maybe you have someone show up five minutes late for class. For sure. Okay. You can't worry about that. It is what it is, right? You take it, you overcome it, right? And you set yourself up for success by preparing effectively for that to potentially happen. Yeah, exactly. If you're talking about like a coaching situation, right? Like let's say you've, you've prepared your class ahead of time. You've thought about these different contingencies and stuff and you go into a class and you have an athlete who shows up with some sort of injury or condition that you, you might not have thought of. What's going to make it easier to handle that situation is you have everything else covered already. Everything else is covered so that this one situation that's an outlier now isn't as big of a deal. Yeah. So I think, you know, step number one, know why you want to do something, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if you don't, if you don't know why you're going to do something, you're probably not going to be very successful at it. Yeah. And if that why is something superficial, that's even worse potentially, right? or that is worse. Then you go into, you know, identify your focus. And for me, there's really like three types of focuses people are really thinking about. They have, you know, three different spaces. They have their work, something that generates income so they can pay their bills. They have their family and close friends, right? Something that's, you know, connected to them. And then they have like their third thing. And for me and for you, obviously it's fitness, it's competition, et cetera. For others, maybe it's golf or maybe it's the bar or maybe it's who knows what it is, but there's like three different things, right? And I think if you have too many focuses in your life, it makes it challenging to be good at any of them, yeah. right? So my recommendation would be for someone to sit down, identify what they want to focus on, make sure whatever they are in those specific areas, they're identifying things that are in their control and out of their control, which I haven't only lended itself well to competition, but is also carried over really well to real life with Ava being sick, focusing on what's in the control versus out of control is instrumental. Yeah. Now, none of the focus really matters unless you're pedaling the bike, right? So if you're focused on a bike, but if you're not pedaling, you're not moving forward and you surely can't balance, right? And so I think the next step to the AMRAP mentality is, is pedaling, right? You got to, you got to move the, you got to move the crank. Yeah. This is the, this is what really gets me fired up about the AMRAP mentality is like, there's not a lot of frills once you get past, you know, knowing your why and your focus. It's like, you got to work hard and hard work is the currency of the AMRAP mentality and, and really getting, rolling up your sleeves and, and getting your hands dirty you're going to have to work. And I think both you and I have have somewhat been disappointed by some of the stuff that we see out there or some of the stuff that we read about like how to hack your way to success or how to shortcut your way to success. And a lot of times when we're talking to people who, you know, might be struggling with whether it's a business or whether it's, you know, getting to the next level in their coaching journey, it, some of the questions that we're asking is, have you really thought about 
how much work you're actually putting into this thing. Yeah. I mean, a longtime friend and I were on the phone the other day and he said something to me. I really, you know, kind of sparked this conversation was just, Hey man, like, you know, you put out a lot of business content. I get it. But what, you know, what I don't think people realize is just how hard your work ethic is, right? You could have all the systems, procedures, and marketing plans you want, but if you're not going out there and putting in the hustle, putting in the hard work, it's not going to work. I mean, using today as an example, you know, we are in the gym filming at 4.30 this morning, right? Mm-hmm. And we had another meeting and here we are shooting this podcast. And I think that's the kind of work ethic that allows you to have this earned confidence first perceived. And something we talk about a lot is before you go into a competition or before you go into a big meeting or whatever it may be, you could earn the right to be confident because of all the years of hard work and dedication you put into it. I mean, think about all the years we were just talking about law school that you were in. Mm-hmm. When you write and draft content, I mean, how much more confident are you than me when I don't even know the difference between there, there, and there, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so you've put in the work to have that confidence that when you're writing those docs, you're able to put out a better product. Yeah, for sure. It, it, everything in life comes down to, to effort. You know, effort over everything for me is so, is so big. And, you know, a lot of people can, can fake it for a little while and you can get by for a little while. But at some point, the people aren't, who aren't working hard will get exposed. And if you really want to succeed, whether it's in this industry, whether it's in, in, any, in any endeavor, you're going to have to work really hard. Yeah. You're an owner of a gym. You just opened it. You need to identify what you want to focus on. Make sure it's a good time to start the gym, but then work hard at it. And when we talk about work hard, it's just like in a workout. I'll give you a great example. You know, your your athletes finish a workout and you say to them, hey, did you did you do your did you do the best you could today? And the athlete says, Yes, I did. Well then you shake their hand, you wish them the best, and they have a great day and they come back the next day. And I would just ask you as the owner, the manager, the head coach of your gym, you know, if at the end of the day you say to yourself, I did the best I could today. To, to work as hard as I could while I'm on the business, in the business, to provide a quality service to our members, then more power to you. Yeah. And let's try and elevate the game tomorrow. Because yeah. as we know, and we talk about this a lot, your fitness level today is not the same thing it's going to be tomorrow and the next day after. So it's gonna, you're going to have to keep ramping up the work and you become more efficient, right? And you get mm-hmm. better and better and better at the AMRAP mentality of incorporating that workout mindset and other things, which is yeah. cool. That's it's what makes the, the AMRAP mentality such a natural carryover to people who have been involved in this type of fitness. It's like, you know, we all do this because we love it. And it's, it's in a lot of ways, it's easy to work hard in the gym. And you look at a 20-minute workout and you, you clap your hands together and you go, all right, let's get some shit done. 20 minutes, let's go. And that's how... The Amrit mentality for me has been really powerful in, in other parts of my life because, you know, now instead of getting distracted by Netflix, Instagram, fate, whatever, like I'm looking at a certain task, I give myself a certain amount of time and I'm like, all right, let's go. Like yeah. everything else, you know, fades away. Right. And I just think it's so important for anybody who's been doing AMRAPs just really to take a second to think about, man. Boy, imagine if I took that same focus, that same work ethic in the middle of it and applied it to other things. And when you do apply it to other things, that's that's our next step, which is, you know, kind of the shifting gears concepts. Mm-hmm. You're on a bike, you're you're pedaling, you're focused, and you're shifting gears between. And what that really means is when you're working out, you then shift gears to the business. Then you shift gears to here. I mean, a good example is, you know, this morning we met, we filmed, we moved to the next meeting, we came here. And then, you know, in about two hours, I'm flying to Europe 
And that'll be a family-focused event um, for the flight. Obviously, then I segment it out, right? So if I'm going to go do a workout, I'll segment that. And it's a way that throughout the duration of your day, you really can't be present and focused for six hours straight, right? You need to kind of segment the day out so you can be focused, 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 mm-hmm. but switch gears between different things like you would on a bike if you're going up or downhill or whatever. Yeah. You know, it, you know how I think about this with, when you're talking about shifting gears is like, when you're with your family, be with your family. When you're, when you're working out, be working out. When you're at work, be at work. And of course, there's, there's situations where you know, emergencies come up and you have to check in with your loved ones and all that kind of good stuff. But the, the difference there is like when you're working out, if you're thinking about you know, what you're going to watch on Netflix or you're thinking about what you got to do next, you're probably not giving all of your effort to that workout. Or if when you're with your family, if you're thinking about like, oh, I got to go do, go do this, go do, do this, go do, do, do this, like... You're missing out on all that time that if you just focused on your family, you would have a more meaningful time with them, right? Yeah. I mean, and you remember me telling you this. I mean, the, the one thing that kicked off the AMRAP mentality was just walking down the street with my daughter and my wife. And she asked me a question. I had no idea what she was talking about because I was worried about walking on my hands at the CrossFit Games. And I wasn't, I wasn't there. I might as well have just been in the garage training, right? Yeah. So my whole thing is like, look, if you're going to be at dinner and be on your phone the whole time, like that's fine. That's your decision. But I mean, then don't even go to dinner, right? Just, just, just go to work, right? And that's fine if you need to go to work. But if you're going to be at dinner, and you're going to choose to be with someone else, at least give them that, that type of, of time, right? And I think it's a very interesting way to segment your day where, you know, there was a while where I would have conference calls with Asia consistently almost every night because we were opening new locations and I was still trying to train. So I'd be on the spin bike and then I would be doing conference calls and I would be doing all these different things, but trying to do conference calls. And I reflect back after these calls were over, I would say, man, I wonder if I said something I shouldn't have. I wonder if I got distracted because I was breathing heavy and I didn't say what I needed to say. And those kind of debates in your head, they're detrimental to your impact because you're always second guessing, man, did I really do the best I could during that moment because I got distracted? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's really hard to give 100% of what you have, of everything you have to multiple things at one time, right? At some point, a ball is going to drop or you're, you're going to necessarily bias one way or the other. Like that's, that's where for me, like you talk about being, being focused, you talk about being present, you talk about putting in hard work. Like you can't chase down two things at the same time, a hundred percent. Yeah. One of those things is going to falter. And I think for those of you who are listening, you're like, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. But how, you know, what's the first step? The first step is just to be aware of it. Like, look, do I get distracted? Absolutely. I have terrible attention problems, right? But at least I'm aware enough to say, hey, look, get back to the, get back to the focus, get back to the focus. And then when I'm ready to switch my gears to something else, I get back to that focus, right? And I think just segmenting your day in hour blocks, looking at your calendar, or looking at 15 minute blocks, whatever it is, but just being aware enough to know that right now I'm not being focused on what's right in front of my face, I think is important. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we've touched base on why, touch base on focus, touch base on um, hard work and switching gears. But the, 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 the final kicker to the AMRAP mentality is this reevaluation phase. And, and what that is, is like, imagine your bike went from a road bike to a mountain bike. And it's just this time where it's not better or worse. It was just a reevaluation. This can happen when you get a new job, like you moving out from the East Coast mm-hmm. to the West Coast, right? Or you have a baby or you get married or something like that occurs. It's a big moment in your life where you need to say, hey, look, let me take a step back for a moment and reevaluate what I actually want to focus on, mm-hmm. right? Um, two examples for me right off the bat is switching from individual competition to team competition. I recognize that in my life, there was so many priorities. I couldn't give it to all to everything. 
So I shifted one of them to going team. And then obviously the biggest reevaluation was when Ava got sick, choosing not to compete anymore because I needed to focus so much on these other things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's kind of like the final phase, right? Yeah. You're over the course of your life, over the course of your journey, the course of your career, you're going to have different ebbs and flows, right? Like you're, you're going to necessarily focus on different things. You'll have different priorities. Stuff will happen in your life where you have to pull back and you go, okay, MDV in my twenties was focusing on much different things than now that I'm 35. Right. And it's, it's okay to have those moments of reevaluation. And it's almost like a reboot of the AMRAP mentality at that point. You go back, you still think about, hey, is my why still my major driving force? Are the things that I'm focusing on the right things? Am I still focusing on the things that I can control or did I get pulled off of the path? And that for me is the most important part of that reevaluation is like you have this opportunity to self-reflect, to pull back a little bit. And maybe it, maybe it's like, yep, everything's still in order. I'm going to continue to drive forward. Or maybe it's like you said, that life event happened and, and now you've got a shift and you, and you go a different direction. And that happens every, you know, year, six months, who knows, but this is not like a daily, you could do daily, simple reevaluations, but we're talking about big major ones where you're really reevaluating your why and what you're, what you're really about. Yeah. Um, so we're almost, we're almost kicking on this 20 minute AMRAP. Um, you know, I, I think. I think what we're talking about is really powerful. And I truly hope that someone, if you're listening out there, send us your feedback and let us know how this has impacted you. And just taking what you you know in your workout and how can you incorporate in other areas of your life. You know, I'd like to kick this another 20 seconds and just finalize it with this. When I first set out to write the Amrit Mentality book, it was really to kind of demystify this idea of hard work, mm-hmm. right? There's no hacking it. But after she got sick and I was able to kind of send an email out and shift my focus 100% to getting her healthy, I realized just how powerful the AMRAP mentality really is. What the AMRAP mentality does is it's building a hedge. And just like in CrossFit, we focus on building a hedge against sickness by working towards fitness. Our goal by incorporating the AMRAP mentality is to build a hedge against, you know, uh, the, the, the building a hedge against what's the unforeseen. Whatever life throws your way. You never know what life's going to throw your way. So while things are good, let's work as hard as possible to put as much money in the piggy bank. Let's keep the relationships as solid as possible. And let's keep progressing our fitness so that, God forbid, anything ever bad happen, we're at least in the best position for success. For sure, man. And I think incorporating the Amrite mentality is a great step towards that. Well, MDV, I appreciate you um, discussing the Amrite mentality with me. Super passionate about this subject. Guys, let us know any feedback you have. Shoot us some messages. Leave us some comments. Um, give us a rating on iTunes and SoundCloud. And I hope all of you guys have a phenomenal day.